Welcome to Roadcase, the podcast that explores the live music experience. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Josh Rosenberg, and I'll be taking you on a journey through in-depth interviews with performers and key people in the industry to explore the magic of live music, how it can be totally transformative for both fans and performers, and we'll look at how they take it all out on the road. It's going to be a great ride, so here we go. Okay, welcome back to Roadcase, everybody. This is your host, Josh Rosenberg. I'm so psyched to be back from our holiday break. I uh, had a great time traveling uh, to the UK, to Italy, Take, took a little break for my birthday in December. So really happy to be back with this interview with Say Shishi. So happy to have uh, these amazing women on the show. And uh, I know you're going to love this interview. Uh, really glad to have you all here for this one. And there's a number of different ways that you can get involved in the Roadcase community. Quick and easy way is to follow us on the socials. We're at Roadcase Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, if you have any Questions, comments, concerns, you can uh, email us at info at roadcasepod.com. And if you'd like more information about the show, you can visit our newly designed website, uh, roadcasepod.com. Another great way to help support Roadcase uh, is to follow us on your favorite listening platform. So if you're on Spotify, that box that says follow, just click on that. And uh, over at Apple, Podcasts, uh, there's a check mark up in the upper right hand corner. If you click that, uh, you will follow Roadcase. Really helps out the show. So I thanks, uh, I thank you for doing that, and thanks to everyone that's uh, that's a follower of us on the streaming services. Another great way to help support Roadcase is to rate and review Roadcase on those listening platforms or whatever listening platform you're on. Uh, if you're on Spotify, uh, just underneath that follow box, there's a box with some stars. You just need to click on that. And over at Apple Podcasts, another popular streaming platform, uh, just scroll up a little bit from the Roadcase homepage and you'll see a place to uh, rate us and write a review. You know what to do. So I'm really psyched to have Say Shishi on the show, uh, Naya Gazelle Brown, Pia Malik, and Sabrina Milio Cunningham. Uh, these three women uh, comprise Say Shishi. Uh, they just had an amazing 2023. Their second album entitled Silver is out, and they were on the road in a big way. They hit uh, so many different festivals, played tons of shows, uh, among others, some of the noted highlights of their year were at the Hollywood Bowl, Central Park Summer Stage in New York, and Glastonbury Music Festival in the UK. They really had a, just an absolutely supercharged year. Um, their sound is kind of hard to categorize. It's sort of a combination of funk, soul, R&B, very vibey, danceable, disco, if you will. Um, someone coined the term uh, disco-delic. I really love that. Um, definitely encapsulates what they're doing and their voices are just absolutely amazing. Um, all three of them have worked in a variety of different projects, but they came together in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Pia and Sabrina were actually roommates at one point, uh, and they, those two still live in Brooklyn. Uh, Naya lives currently in Baltimore, uh, but they're really close friends. They're exceedingly sweet humans. And this was a 
obviously a three-way, four-way interview, uh, which can be um, presents its own challenges from my own perspective, but that's my job to kind of uh, just wrangle the guests and uh, get going and talking and spreading it out and trying to, I tried to learn as much as I could about each individual. Um, but uh, this is a really fun interview. We had tons of laughs. They're talking to each other. I'm talking to them. It was really uh, really, really fun. They're truly a band of friends, and they're also very uh, active social activists as, as well. Um, they really like to set an example for young women and stand up for causes that they believe in. Uh, one notable um, example of this is their song off their latest album, Silver, entitled Norma, which talks about reproductive rights and was written in the wake of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. So we'll talk about that a little bit, as well as their song Echo in the Chamber, uh, which reflects their attitude on gun control. And I, I just I really love what they do. I love their social activism and the way that they create their live performances as kind of group therapy. Uh, and I really love that about them. So uh, without any further ado, let's get to this interview. I know that you're going to love this again. Say she, she, I'd like to really uh, thank and give a big shout out to Naya Gazelle Brown, Pia Malik and Sabrina Milio Cunningham for being here on this episode of Roadcase. And here we go. Sorry, we're just being silly. You okay. can start now. <laughs> Welcome to Roadcase. Say she she. Naya, Pia, and Sabrina. So happy to have you on the show. We've been just yucking it up here. How are you all doing? <laughs> It's so awesome to have you all three of you in different locations. Okay, so let's go over this. Where are you all located, Pia? Just to kind of like figure it out. I'm in my loft in Brooklyn. Ah, okay. Yeah, that looks like Brooklyn Brick, original Brooklyn Brick. There. <laughs> yeah. Sabrina, how about you? I am in my apartment in downtown Brooklyn. Oh, cool. Okay. I yeah. am. You're the last I'm one. I'm in there. my fabulous apartment. I'm in my house in uh, Maryland. Oh, in Maryland. Oh, okay, cool. Um, my daughter lived in Baltimore just for briefly, like right after she graduated from college. Okay, um, I'm 30 minutes um, south of Baltimore. Uh, okay, well, she's in D.C. now, so I love that area. Okay, 30 yeah. minutes north of D.C. DC. <laughs> oh, so Baltimore's <laughs> an hour north of D.C. You live right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, how qu- see how quick I am in doing that math? That was pretty. I impressed myself <laughs> with that. Nice one, Josh. If she's still there, you've got to tell her to come through some of those shows because those shows are the best because Naya's obviously from there. So all her crew come through and it's like the most fun, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they, my crew get pretty rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> Naya, so you did you grow up going to shows in like D.C.? Because they have some great venues um, there. You know, I grew up doing shows in D.C. I was in a, um, a, a young girls group um, and we used to do shows uh, in Virginia, Maryland and D.C. Oh, cool. all the time. Like we were underage, but somehow we got to do shows at clubs where they were drinking. I don't know how that worked out, but. Oh, yeah. I've heard stories about like, I don't know. I forget who's telling me a woman that I had on the show was like, yeah, I did this from show when I was 13. They had me. No, was it Newport? I was like, they had me on or something like that in the beer garden or something like that. Then they just ushered yeah. me off and said goodbye. It was like a really unceremonious, like closing to her experience. That would never yeah. happen in England. They'd be giving you drinks just before oh, you get man. on stage. Yeah, right. It would be the opposite thing. Let the promoter be in trouble because they'd be getting the kid loaded. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, it's good for um, You get resistance. Learn it. 
it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Your stomach with that love. It's, oh Guinness. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Build the resistance early in Britain, in London. It's so, true. You've got to be able ama- to handle it. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Um, but FYI, I haven't been living in, in Maryland this whole time. You know, I was living in uh, Brooklyn for many, many years, and that's how I met these lovely ladies. Yeah, so, y'all, y'all and I'm like- sure you want to know the origin story. Well, yeah, give me a little bit of that. Thanks for making that elegant segue. <laughs> yeah, You're sure. welcome. Let's, let's talk about Brooklyn. I don't know. I, I heard a word thrown around like Orchard Street or at least Lower East Side. I know that's not in Brooklyn, but who was living on Orchard Street or is that even an actual thing? Because that's like it famous. Is a thing. That's famous it in Lower East Side, you know, tenement lore is Orchard Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I actually was living um, on Orchard and Broom for. A little bit in, like you say, in, in one of these old tenement buildings where the, you know, the stairs are t- like, you know, half of the wood That's is this. left. And then, you know, you could you could drop your keys and never see them again through those, the cracks. And the, you know what I mean? It was just completely right. kind of like run down. thousand layers of paint oh, on yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. And they're like these little sort of studio apartments. Um, and I was living there for a minute through a friend of a friend because I, you know, I just got in through just it was like an emergency um like i got the the apartment right at the last second which was like life-saving and then of course pia and her best mate moved in i think it was like a year later um into the apartment right above me um and so Uh not a fresh lick of paint to be found in that apartment though yeah (laughs) really i think legally you're you're required to repaint when no that didn't happen on orchard street though i think there's a lot of things that are legally supposed (laughs) that are legally not happening (laughs) that are illegal or whatever you (laughs) totally but yeah so anyway you could literally hear everything through each you know person's apartment not only through the doors but through like the cracks in the walls and the floorboards and everything else so you know i kind of knew immediately that pia was a a a night owl and that she hated me no i was like keep her awake hopefully you didn't learn that she was a river dancer because that can get noisy she eventually was oh no way are you kidding dancing no 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 i just wear heels listen london girls we spun around in our heels yeah right don't don't fuck with her fashion yeah yeah even (laughs) on the cobblestone darling we've got to represent but at 2 a.m pia come on really that's just when i'm coming home listen 4 a.m 6 a.m take the shoes off take the shoes off obviously you're not a take the shoes off when you go inside person or maybe it was just like that little walk it was enough to wake up Sabrina I'll say that (laughs) it's why um I said she wasn't back then maybe she is now but um yeah so that I think that was probably the first um the first intro was um you know really understanding her her stomp and then um (laughs) and then then I would hear her singing so I just knew she was an incredible singer and obviously just you know wanted to to get to know her and we ended up you know I think I I left cookies on her doorstep over it was like the holidays and she left you know a bottle of champagne on mine for the new year's and then we finally met up and just became friends and and then Pia and Naya were friends previously and they were working they were you know singing this other band together and I would go and support them and um and then they would I mean I'd hear her too by the way through the rafters and she would sing really early in the morning so we were both stopping each other from sleeping. Just, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It was equally disturbing for me, you know. Sabrina, don't you hate when the upstairs neighbor finds a way to complain? Because I'm always yeah. believing the downstairs yeah. person, you know. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, I never complained. It can was you like, tell that I've lived can't... in a New York apartment before? I 
I can. <laughs> there's a, there, there should be them. a pamphlet for every person who moves to New York. It should be like, you know, apartment etiquette, really. That, that, that needs to be a thing. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think it, that, that gets sorted when you start, if you're not a quiet person and you can actually go upstairs and go, hey, you know, or have a conversation. Well, right. <laughs> well I, think, I think the strategy is you make friends first and then you sort well, of exactly. build into the conversation. <laughs> exactly. I like your shoes, but, you know, do you wear those inside sometimes? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's well said. No, so but Sabrina- it was a cool building. Like there was a lot of really interesting musicians and artists and just like the oh, whole, cool. that whole block and the whole neighborhood is kind of filled with these, you know. Yeah all these really interesting, you know, artists. And um, it was just fun to be down there at that time. And, you know, I, I feel like there was definitely a creative energy and spirit in the building that, that, you know, brought us together. So that's cool. Are you from was, New York originally? Cool. I'm from upstate New York, ah, um, okay. from Ro- Rochester, but I have been living here like for years. And, came and your dad's at- a Queens man. Isn't he? So, I yeah, my dad grew up in Queens. His grandparents, you know, lived in Brooklyn. So we have it's like it's in the fam for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, but, even when it isn't like creative, sort of just it's like a funnel, basically. New York, everyone just sort of gravitates down to Brooklyn now, generally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah. yeah, but Nye was the one that used to take me around Brooklyn and show me all the cool scene around there when I first moved to New York. Because when I first moved there, I. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. What? What happened? Oh, you lost your screen? Is that cool? No, no, you're back. It's just this ringing. Okay, um, yeah, it's good. I was just saying, um, yeah, Naya was the one that really kind of showed me Brooklyn and gave me gave me all the little tips of where to go. And we, you know, we'd all be going out and partying and seeing different shows together for years. All of us were been friends first. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just like the most fun in the world. You know, when you get to start a band with your friends and play music with your friends who you trust and who you know aren't going to let you down and annoy you to death. And <laughs> Yeah, I think that's great. You guys clearly have that. a bond. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'd yeah. all been through some kind of like just, you know, it's hard when you're in other people's projects and you have all this creativity inside you that you want to express in the writing room. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think that for us, it was just like the perfect opportunity for us because we all had that desire to – you know, make songs. Um, and we all just loved each other's voices. And honestly, we used to annoy people because we'd just have a couple of drinks and we'd be singing in the restaurants, <laughs> annoying everyone anyway. And uh-huh. um, at least people now can choose if they want to come. Who's, <laughs> who's apart- whose apartment was the more popular kind of rehearsal space when you were first kind of getting together and, you know, messing around with singing together? I think... It's well, like, you, I guess you, were, parties, you yeah. were in Lower East Side for a minute and then, um, and then moved to Red Hook for a minute. But I think probably, um, at the Opera House Lofts where you're, where Pia is now, um, there's a rehearsal space in the basement. So we, we kind of both like, you know, we we're like, oh, this is a great apartment. We can, you know, have, you know, make use of the apartment for our office and shipping merch and then we can rehearse downstairs. So, yeah. and then there's a dance studio with all the um, mirrors in there so we could practice the dance moves. So we just like, awesome. you know, we kind of like had the hub eventually just running out of Brooklyn, which was it sort of just organically kind of still happened. is. Yeah. When um, you first sort of when, um, and I found this apartment cause I was, yeah. I used to clean it <laughs> cause I would do all these cleaning jobs, you know, for extra cash. Oh, my shit. Mom. 
my mum would be crying, Pia, master's degrees and you're cleaning toilets. <laughs> it's an honest job, mum. And, you know, I, I'm good because I can stick my headphones in, learn some songs, and I'm good. I'm in my own world. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, it's, maybe it's better than waiting on tables. At least no one's bothering you, I guess, yeah. <laughs> to put a positive then, spin on it. I don't know. Yeah, and then the, there was a lovely gay couple that lived here, and um, he was a Japanese and Latino, and the other guy was French. And anyway, they they were traveling the world, and they decided to give up the apartment. And they said, "Do you want to take it?" So oh, you know, awesome. managed to get in. It's yeah. really hard in New York to find a decent spot. So Forget the band story. Let's do apartment origin stories. I mean, yeah. That's what's <laughs> really that's what's really important in New York. Naya, how'd you make it down? How'd you make it up to New York? Did you? Uh, I you came up Brooklyn, to New York. I went to the new school university, so I came up for oh, college okay. and, um, yeah, studied jazz, vocal jazz, um, and kind of didn't leave until the pandemic. So, gotcha. um, yeah, so yeah, New York was definitely my second home that I grew to cherish and love with all my heart. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah and I, I spent a lot of time in uh, Prospect Heights, Brooklyn. So that's where I lived for most, most of the time. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, I lived in New York. I I took a couple of courses at the New School. I lived there long ago, oh, yeah? from like eighty eight to ninety nine. When I and I, okay. I originally came there. I grew up in California, but I originally came there to do grad work at NYU. And, and okay, Indiana. so I took a couple of courses at the New School. Okay, it's got cool. mostly on Fourteenth Street there, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. My yeah. my the the music school like Thirteenth and Fifth, and yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was on that NYU dorm on Third Avenue and Ninth Street, right above St. Mark's. It's still, yeah, obviously, the dorm is still there. But yeah. That was my home for like two and a half years. It was crazy. That was a good time to be in New York, actually. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Crazy well, area I'm sure it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was in a good time. Yeah. Sorry. We're not there at the same time. Sorry. I'm- yeah. Yeah. Ramble. We'll figure. Keep rambling. We'll figure that out. <laughs> um, but exciting times, exciting summer for you all. And I got to tell you, boy, I, I'm in the disco mood today because I've been uh, disco delic is what I really I learned a new term today. I don't know who came up with that one. Maybe it's been out there forever, but that that that, that nicely describes it. You know, I mean, um, I think uh, that was a, a piaism. I don't know. I mean, a, it's a PR. Just so fun Did you say to- PRism? A Pia-ism. Pia. Oh, a Pia-ism. That too. That too. Yeah. <laughs> um, nominative determinism. There you go. Um, <laughs> no, I just think uh, it's just like, you know, we're always like, how do you even describe music anymore? And these things have been constrained and confined by genres. It's so limiting. I know. You know? It I doesn't know really it feel true of what we're listening to and what we want to create. Yeah. So we're like, let's just not go with one of these traditional words and let's just uh, use a neologism. Let's make I a new one words. that everyone then yeah. can pile into and then it just becomes the same thing that we're complaining yeah. about. But then you can smash <laughs> like, an, no. another one onto it. <laughs> well, I mean, there's just so many lanes because you want to like, but you know, I've always said that I feel like lanes are <laughs> useful a little bit and nomenclature is useful useful because how else can we talk about music and tell other people what it's all about without like putting on the song of course you know you want to like so what is it it's kind of disco-y it's psychedelic it's funkadelic it's funky you know like it is kind of it's kind of useful i i think what do you think well i i mean of course i love languages and i love words and i think yeah we need to use them as tools but i just don't care for always having to just use one when People always say, why use two words when you could use one, right? A good English teacher will probably teach you that. 
But I'm like the opposite. I'm like, let's be as verbose and flurry as we like. <laughs> <laughs> You're a big fan of like seven syllable descriptors, I guess. Yeah, it's so fun. And especially like we're musicians. So if we can get beats into words and sentences and band names and whatever, yeah. it's fun. Were you like, all working uh, in different projects before you kind of came together to 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 form Say Shishi? Yeah, um, I was... Naya and I had worked together. I also worked with El Michael's Affair. So I was really enjoying getting to sing in Hindi yeah. um, on his projects. And we kind of just keep still, we still make music together and I love it. Right. Um, but, um, and then before that, I was in a band with Sal P from Liquid Liquid, which is like crazy because I just met him randomly because he was DJing and I was like, oh, this guy has really cool 45s and went up to talk to him about his 45s and which now is like such a faux pas to do that to a New York DJ. But at, then I think I was a bit naive and lucky. He was very nice and Wait, we just got the, talking. What's the, faux, what's the faux pas? You know, you don't ask to go and look at someone's record box with a, a, a DJ that you don't know because – People do that in New York. And then oh, they that you don't know. Steal yeah. your DJ set. <laughs> oh, I get it. It's okay, just like okay. kind of kind rude of or something. And, insider um, DJ baseball I'm not I'm not, not too familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, do your own digging. I found these yeah, in right, right, craft right. and you're just going to like rip me off and play them on Spotify or something. Um, uh. But yeah, so, but he was really sweet and got talking and he just said, what do you do? And I s told him, you know, I work in housing a family homelessness organization and but really i'm doing music on the side and that's my passion he said um oh why don't you come and join my band you know uh we rehearsed down in the basement of max fish and uh, we might have to move out of there soon but you know come down we need a singer and i had no idea who he was at all um and it took me a good couple of months before one of the other band members was enlightened me that this was actually Sal P from Liquid Liquid from that song Cavern that I had definitely heard a million times. Oh, uh, yeah, um, that's crazy. Maybe just didn't realize that he was that guy. How cool is that <laughs> when you meet somebody and then find out that you actually did know them but didn't realize it at the time? It's like <laughs> such a better way to be introduced to someone. <laughs> and also he's so humble that he never talks about, you know, stuff like that. He's so engaging. And, right, um, right. And he really taught me a lot. It was an improv band. And uh, I was terrible, but he was very uh, vocal about why I was so terrible. And um, it really shaped, <laughs> ship shaped me into good, a good place, I think. And he would sort of say, hey, stop singing over everyone. Like, just lay back, give space, you know, listen, do more listening than singing. Uh, and more of intake rather than outtake, please, Miss um, Typical Singer. Right, and right. So he gave you some good, it's always, don't you always have respect for people that aren't like afraid to tell you what they think, right? Without, a, kind of sometimes like without an agenda, it helps. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know where you stand with those people. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I hope to be someone like that. But who, who worked with uh, Chicano? One of you guys worked with Chicano Batman. I'm going to say guys because it just comes out of my mouth, so I apologize. That's fine. We don't mind. Yeah, um, we, say, we do that. That's a, that's an okay thing to do, right? Yeah, I like it when people <laughs> in America call inanimate objects these guys, guys too. Do like, they? Oh, what are we do you want to use these guys? People do it all oh, the time. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Charming. Right, right, right. Like, it's kind of like slangy. It's slangy. Do you want to use these guys? Yeah. <laughs> or do you want to um, use these comma guys? I don't know what. You know, it could be. It could go either way. <laughs> so who all worked with Chicano Batman? That was Naya and Pia. <laughs> oh, okay. I love those guys. I love those guys. <laughs> like the Naya and Pia guys, or the Chicano Batman guys? <laughs> all, of, all of the above.
Right answer. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Sabrina and I, were you, were you all working in something else when you guys, all the three of you met up and started doing this thing? Um, I was in a band called 79.5 along with Pia. I don't know if oh, you know okay. those. I don't know of situation. them, but I, 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 I mean, I don't know them, but I know of them. Yeah. Yeah. And before that, I was doing like a lot of background singing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But I, I sang background from like Emily King. Um, who else? A bunch of people in New York. So. Well, um, I wanted to come back to the kitty thing that you were doing when you were little. What was that all about? Oh, yeah. I was in a girl group. I was in a girl group from like age 10 to <laughs> so my much college cha- So much has changed since then. <laughs> <laughs> We were, I was in a girl group for like all of my like middle school and high school and part of college. Um, and um, yeah, we, I don't know how we managed to stay together, I guess, because we became sisters um, and yeah. still sisters with those girls today. Yeah. Um, but we traveled um, and we traveled together and did shows together and just grew up together, basically. Wow. So. Wow. So you've been doing this for a long time. How about you, Sabrina? Um, I guess in New York, I was kind of just um, singing same as now. I guess I was doing back backgrounds for a couple friends of mine. This guy, Denny Love, um, who's like um, sort of pop soul kind of singer. Um, and then I was singing with this band called Oracle Room and, um, you know, kind of friends from I, I went to SU. So they were friends from Syracuse who all ended up in New York. Go Orange. Um, yeah. But we would go to um, all of each other's shows. You know, Sabrina would come to our shows oh, and we cool. would go to her shows. And yeah. So you at least had a couple of fans on. in the audience there early on. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Those shows were always packed. That's how yeah, they were. were. Wow. Yeah, she, that was a completely uninformed, <laughs> like, stupid thing to say. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, you know, who knows? It was fun. That's awesome. But this awesome. is way better. This is way better. I will totally. Say. And now, the, <laughs> yeah. okay. So let's like you got your new this latest album, Silver's out. Your second album. So now, here you are and have this uh, amazing summer and um, playing at Glastonbury and um, Summer Stage opening night. What? And <laughs> Hollywood Bowl. I Forget talk about that about- one. <laughs> oh, uh oh. All right. We're coming no, back to. Joking. We're not going to forget she's about kidding. that one now. But and also the Hollywood Bowl. But even more importantly, or of equal importance or just its own importance, um, you've done some amazing work in social activism causes um, with talking about um, very important issues like pro-choice and gun control and climate change. And I really love that. Um, One that especially stood out to me was Norma, your song off the latest album, Silver, uh, where you, it's um, it's a song about being pro-choice or at least talking about that. And also the proceeds to that single or however that technically worked out was being donated to NARAL, which is a pro-choice America association. Um, you know, I am very much pro-choice and um, support all those causes way back. I, I I first attended a pro-choice march with my mom and my sister in Washington, D.C. when I was at mm-hmm. NYU. And it, so it must have been like 1988 or something. So well, the fight for people that. to have, for women to have control over their own bodies has been real. And I support that 100,000%. So <clears throat> I think that's really great that you do that. We want to talk about that one or talk an echo in the chamber about gun control and um, uh, 
Reeling, actually, which is the song about climate change. And also the proceeds from that also went to a climate uh what was it um like an organization that supported climate change activism that you distributed a single on evo vinyl yeah it's so cool i don't know what that is but the point you did it with frank moody and i met those guys john and ned we were at Lollapalooza, and i saw their show here at a small club in chicago the night before their set here Mm -hmm. at Lala. before i interviewed them those i don't know if you hung out with those guys or met them or anything those guys rock and they are too, they are really such fun <clears throat> dudes. I love them. Ned it was and John. amazing. I've got to tell you about how we met Frank. He actually came to our show yeah. and it was so cute. And so we met him after, um, but then, you know, he didn't try to talk to us or anything. And we just ended up outside on the street at the local bar that's owned by our friend, peanut butter wolf. It's called the gold line. And um, I think like it was so full that, you know, they were kicking everyone out. And so we were just on the street and we didn't realize who he was. And we just started bantering as if, you know, they're just randoms. And, <laughs> and then, and of course it's so funny. Um, we just had such a fun night and we all ended up like dancing. Well, Again, so you're like meeting street. people, you didn't know who they were. And then you realize that you knew who they were after you find out who they are. Yeah. And then we he just, went just over was so before. supportive and really um, dug the music, which is so flattering because, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, oh, I'm, I want to stay in touch. And then you're like, oh, my God, it's you. <laughs> 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 I love your music. Enter and your name into you my are. phone. And he's like, oh, OK, I, I, I see you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the old Instagram. Oh, I'll swap Instagrams because you don't want to be going around hitting on people in front of, you know, they might get the wrong idea. So yeah. Instagram or swapping social media is more of a like normal social thing. So that's when you straight away are like, oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't recognize you, mate. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, tell me a little bit about, you know, throw this out to anybody. If Naya, Sabrina, you guys want to talk about this as well um the uh just getting involved in social activism and supporting of various causes um tell me about that sort of conceptually big picture where that came from and then the three that i'm you know then you know maybe give um kind of how did you come up with these particular causes obviously roe v wade being overturned was a big one i mean i think big picture so are you gonna say them no go ahead I, I, I think big picture um, wise, you know, I think all three of us are women who humans who really want to use our voices for um, for good and for uh, to speak up about the things we're most passionate about and um, and feel that uh, this is the best form of artistic expression is being able to to do that. So mm. why? You know, why would we not um, use this moment in this platform that we're trying to develop um, to to say, to speak our minds? Um, That's what art to me is about. Um, And, you know, Norma, I think um, that, you know, there was no, we had no choice in the matter. Um, When we wrote that song, it was the day that we found out there was a possibility of Roe v. Wade being turned Mm. uh, overturned. So like we, we absolutely had no other choice because we were just such shock. And you talk about like how you went to a march with your mom and your sister, you said back in the eighties about this, this issue, we never imagined that we would, that we would end up here. Mm-hmm. again here right, and what right. year are we you know yeah. like wow we are here we never thought backwards. in our life 
We never, we never, it never even crossed our minds that that was a possibility. So we just really, um, we didn't have any choice in the matter when we wrote that song. Um, and um, yeah, I'll speak on that one. <laughs> I I got all, I got a little worked up talking about yeah, it. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's such a it's fundamental emotional. human right to govern your own fucking body. Yeah, for fuck's like sake. really? What are you doing? What? Where are we going? Where are we headed? If and and I was just became so fearful. Like, if this can be overturned, if this is something we can move backwards on, me being an African American woman i was just you know with trump in office and i just oh yeah just got scared for so many more things like because i'd never thought that was possible so it's like well if that's possible anything is possible you know so i just i just really it really shook me uh, i can say yeah and then we also have a duty to younger women as well because you know we never thought it could happen and it's happening to us, but imagine growing up and that's becoming the norm. That's a dystopian yeah, that's vision a good, of the yeah. future that for them. That's extremely unnerving. Right, yeah, little girls are coming up now going, you know. What about the teenagers that are pre- getting pregnant right now? Well, as the Christian and, right you know, would say, well, just don't have sex, you know. Yeah, well, I was <laughs> one of those teenagers and I'm so grateful. There's a way to that solve was... that problem. Yeah, sure, that's an easy solution. Great, should matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then they don't believe in contraception either but well it's um, the, it's all about control right control of those yeah. that are different from you from different ethnicities from different countries that want to come to this country because they thought it was the country of freedom it was a yeah. thought they had opportunity here whoops i just think mm. when you get these extremist religious zealots you know running the courts and yeah running the Supreme Court and right. running the country, you know, that is just extremely terrifying. And right. um, I, felt, I, f- I felt like we also wrote that song to reassure younger women too, that actually yeah. we're not going, we've got you, you're safe. We're going to speak up and you're, you maybe you're at school and you're not, you're at the age where you're still kind of navigating how to even That's speak great. to the adult world and how right. to speak to people in politics. Yeah, I was reading something where you talked, someone talked about, I don't know who it was, who of the three of you were speaking somewhere about uh, just reflecting on a live performance where you were like seeing younger girls sort of sing the lyrics back to you. And um, mm-hmm. how does that make you feel? Tell me about the impact when you see that, especially of a song like Norm- Norma or some of your other songs that might be politically... Um, uh, have a kind of a political direction to them. I mean, it's just amazing. I feel like that song in particular, you know, we have, we just, you know, this, this move, the dance move with it. And when you look well, out, you have and see like it. a specific move with that song. Yeah, we have like a little dance move for that one. I mean, you know, I'm not going to give away the live show, but we do have some choreo. Uh, oh, nice. Into it, nice. But with that one, you know, it was, it's I think that's been fun. asked before. That was way too polished of an answer. That's it. <laughs> anyway, I just it's just cool to kind of look out and see see the audience, you know, <clears throat> participating in that one in particular. And yeah. you know, I think the first time that, that everyone was doing it with us, we, I'm you know, I think we we all got chills. You know what I mean? It was very mm-hmm. moving. Um, and it just you know that that kind of energy, you just feel so supported in what in what we're saying, and it just feels like everybody's kind of like on the same page, and it just feels really good. It feels really, really good. Uh, but those, when those young women in particular, I remember us all getting 
really emotional afterwards and being like, that's what we do it for, that they they were joyful singing along. And you could see that that was ha- something that was a release for them. Yeah. Whether mm. or not they maybe realize that, you know, young people really hold a lot of tension and anxiety and still like not saying not young people don't know how to express themselves, but, you know, a lot of young people, it's still, it's the time that age is tender and being in yeah. your young twenties. I certainly did not know myself until I, you know, got certainly. into my thirties right. and I was always very insecure and didn't know really how to articulate myself and just felt like I wasn't smart enough or good enough. And I, I, I know we've all talked about this. We all kind of went through that. Yeah. So many women I speak to. And so I just think it's so important to have an outlet and to give a voice to what people are feeling and that camaraderie of knowing that you could, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And this is what we took from the Gorilla Girls. Let's look to the elders. Let's look to the people above us um, as role models. And maybe not people who are so much older, just the people who are a little bit in front of us because they all mm. remember what it was like to be us. Yeah. And they were working in a context that wasn't too dissimilar as well. So they can kind of be better mentors than, than parents or people who are like, you know, maybe 20, 30 years older, just yeah. someone who's like 10 years older can kind of guide you a bit. Yeah. Well, it's a lot about the camaraderie. Also, I think that's, it's that power of the live performance of being inside a, a, a room together mm-hmm. as when you're a fan and, and experiencing that and also hearing, um, expression from the artist that is also talking about causes that are important to you and seeing, somebody all these people right next to you that may you, you don't may not even know but you're celebrating the, the, sort of the same thing there's a you know a, a, a very, uh, there's a huge power in that and and of the collective yeah. self and bringing people together especially for important causes that's the protest on the dance floor you know and yeah. that's like when you go to a rally sometimes you can just get so overwhelmed because you're so proud that everyone's standing mm-hmm. and believing in something mm-hmm. ju- for you know for fighting for justice and good mm-hmm. and fighting for marginalized people whatever it is you know you feel that you feel that chill in you and you feel mm-hmm. that connection yeah. and that's, mm-hmm. we're not meant to be so isolated and so insular in our thinking and in our banking and in our rituals we're we're a commute we're a communal species and so it's beautiful to be creating a space where it's like there's a communal lobbying going on that's actually just really fun yeah. and not not dangerous yeah you know, it's peaceful so what went, what went on at uh summer stage what, what happened no oh no i it was it was an amazing night i mean it was the, the most incredible way to kick off the summer honestly it was like you know it's such a incredible series like concert series the fact that it's free and open to the public we yeah, were so great. honored to to honestly just to to be asked to be a part of that. So, you know, it, it was really fun. I just said that just because, you know, it feels like so long ago now that just because so many things have happened since then, oh, that yeah. it just yeah. felt like the distant, you know, so far behind us, but it was, you know, it, we always just love the New York shows because our friends and family can come, you know, everybody shows up for us and it's just, you know, it's a big old party in New York when, <laughs> whenever we play. So we love it. Yeah. But also, you know, I remember you guys both saying like, obviously I've lived in New York for 10 years and I I really, it was amazing. And it's a sense of pride when you live here to have something like Central Park. Um, Yeah. But also (laughs) I think for you two, for both of you is even more so because you've been here so much longer and you know, that that's a benchmark and, Mm -hmm, you know, the same way that like the Glastonbury thing for me as a kid, you know, I've grown up like dreaming of that. That's all I remember like kind of like 
sounds dramatic, but it is true. I mean, I'm a dramatic person sometimes, but um, like crying <laughs> to myself, okay. crying to myself. Yeah, when the dramatic people I... say that sometimes, you know, it's all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but crying because I love Skunk and Nancy so much. And one day I just wanted to be up on the stage. So what'd that feel like to get up there then for you, Pia? It was so emotional. And my brother came and my cousin came and they were backstage. And it was just like all my girlfriends were, you know, trying to get into Glastonbury, but it's so tough. And yeah, um, but they now they're just begging for us to go back and they've all got it. They're like, we're going to get the box. We've got to get our tickets. We've got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> and what's it Not like? There's the a pretty, system, is it guys. a good, is it a good setup for artists there? Like, what's it like, like back there backstage and like the media area and artist area? What's it, what's up with it? It's kind of like same. I mean, it just depends what we did four shows. So it just depends which ones you're talking about. But obviously, the, even the ones that are a little less uh, resourced, shall we say. Yeah. All right. A little <laughs> janky. I'll be honest. Okay. Um, sure. That's the charm of it. And that's what yeah. Glastonbury's yeah. all about. So we didn't care about, we weren't in it for the hospitality. We were there to play the show. And the shows yeah. were amazing and the crowds were amazing. So, so. four shows, like uh, different sets over the course of different weekends. How does that work there? Oh, it was running around. And well, was... I can't even know how many stages they have. I mean, Glastonbury is massive. It takes massive. an hour to walk from like one side to like, you know, barely halfway. It's just, it's huge. Right. So, I think the um, biggest challenge is, Sabrina, I don't know if you, the biggest challenge I saw was getting the equipment to and fro. Oh yeah, I mean, luckily oh, yeah. we had some a uh, couple scares. I that mean, was it. the biggest challenge, and the weather I will say was uncharacteristically hot that weekend. So I, I wasn't, I certainly wasn't prepared. So, so, you played, yeah. so Naya, you played on different stages and had to get in on the in the same day. You would go and like have to like schlep your equipment yes. from one place to another. Yes. Oh yeah. shit. Pretty much. We had three performances on Saturday, right? So we had the the West Holt stage on Saturday that was the first one which was like, you know, apparently one of the better the best one of the better stages, right? Yeah. And um that was like it was like an incredible just everything like felt like it was, you know, falling into place. It was really an, a lovely experience. The crowd uh -huh. was beautiful, the weather was perfect, like everything felt good. And then as the day went on, things started to get a little bit hairier. So we like later we had a performance. In, what was it? The um, rabbit hole. The rabbit hole, which is like oh, a yeah. tented performance. Mm -hmm. And of course, the you know the the converters weren't plugged in, so we blew a Nord. We blew guitar pedals like three minutes before the performance. Yeah, three so then we minutes. Had, we like, literally had to just like you know figure it out. Um, you mean something and, that like, does that have to do with like having vo using 220 versus 110 voltage or is yes, that just something exactly, that can happen? Exactly. Oh, okay. no, that's exactly what it is. And, and the stage hands didn't realize and they plugged it into the wrong converter. Right. And then These are the Americans. Don't plug that in. <laughs> well, you know, it's just a problem. It's a, oh dear. Anyway, but they were so sweet. And, so all kinds of what levels do, of but... shit happened to you guys. Yeah. You've got to play without it, it gets worse. Oh, good. Okay. What got worse? What happened? Go, go ahead, Sabrina. No, go. Please. Uh, okay. Okay. So we got through that performance, right? I will say the highlight of of the, the backstage hanging that one was I got to meet the manager for People Just Do Nothing, the the band like from the TV show. Anyway, um, later that night we had a performance on um the BBC BBC Six. It was like the slot right before they were going to cut to Guns and Roses. We were getting doing a little interview with Lauren Laverne. And it was like, you know, a timed like live thing. 
And our back line was essentially stuck behind like massive crowds that we're seeing Fat Boy Slim and Lana Del Rey. So yeah. we couldn't get our stuff. Like we, we, we had no way of getting our instruments through this crowd and like the time's ticking down to the one, this performance is supposed to be happening. Wow. So anyway, we're just kind of freaking out and just like, not sure what to do. And finally, you know, I think we turned to each other and we were just like, let's just freaking get it ourselves. So we take off our heels, throw on the sneakers, g- grab the crew. We run through the crowd, nearly get crowd crashed. Like literally like people are like, like this trying to get through one of the i was scared i was we had to pull sabrina out through the um, like the the little um the gate like the entryway because everyone's coming in and it and we you know found the van i don't know how we even found the van i don't know how we did it grabbed you know grabbed the instruments grabbed a couple things and like everything we could fit in our arms and then basically sprinted back ended up making the making the show making the time and doing it live on air and it you know at wow. all sounds it like all it was, logistics were really great there really set up perfectly <laughs> i mean like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, most people don't do try to do so many things so i think it was we learned our lesson now hold on did other bands have issues or was there something inherently going on there that like you guys had to actually lug your stuff through a crowd i mean we heard some stories from other bands like i think that that the logistics of like moving gear was pretty tough clearly clearly yeah most people don't actually do as many things though like so it was our first year and I don't know we didn't know anyone that was moving stuff from West Holtz down to like two different venues on the other side of the field yeah so I think like less is more sometimes yeah but but also we weren't going to say no because this is our dream come true of course of course yeah like you know then they're offering you other stages and it's just like it it was a no-brainer that we had to do it and yeah I'm so proud of us because we just really are those when when there's like it's the strength in numbers like if one of you has a doubt there's the other two to prop you up and say no come on we can do this you know and it's that's, that's the power the of three because if you're kind of in the minority there's not just one other person there's yeah, another yeah, no. that then they gang get, up on you are there two of you that are ganging more up on the one or do you just kind of switch teams uh, constantly i mean i just think that i probably put the most well, I don't know. I feel like I'm like push, uh, push us a lot. Like I, like uh, maybe Talk not, not in a good, in a good way. But like I you're don't the know. Fe- I feel you're like, the field general. Like, let's learn ten songs for this next show or whatever it is. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Sabrina but- is the field general. Yeah, I would say. But, yeah. Uh, that's, but that's exactly why we love her. Okay, uh, we need right. it. I definitely need to be with Thank you. What if you guys that. said yes I'd to every that- demand that Sabrina put out there? Every one of her big dreams. Do you generally say yes? Is that how you got this far so yes. far? That is literally how we got this far. <laughs> yeah. We all have the dreams. She's just right. really good at like actually, you know, you can have time management. <laughs> yeah, executing them, making like if you if we all sit and brainstorm the things we want to do, she's the person that is extremely uh, practical and will sort of mm. hold us to our what we said we wanted to do. Oh, that's so, cool. well, if you say you wanted to do D, then you have to do A, B, C. That's cool. And I've only seen you do A. So when are you going to do B and C? I get in trouble sometimes. I I feel bad for you because it's just the natural brat in me sometimes. It's like, yeah, but I don't want to do it today. This is is officially adorable now. Um, 
So Sabrina, are you making like, do you have lists? Do you make bullet lists? Like what's your kind of oh organizational? My. Yeah, you do. Definitely the queen of lists, which, you know, is are we not like on doing that like cool. Google, <laughs> Google drives, Google docs. Um, I, I'll say our Dropbox is extremely um, organized. It's I'm organized. not allowed to touch it anymore because the one time I did, didn't I like lose Did you delete something? <laughs> I don't know. But I just get anal about to recover them. Like she the has photos are not as important. It's like the music stuff. Like I just want to like make sure we have every version of every session from every. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of like kind of anal stuff. But someone's got to do that. Yeah. One day I think you. you I, hopefully it'll. You know it'll pay off. I don't know. Like, Naya's suspiciously oh, sure. quiet on all this stuff. Where are you on all this, <laughs> Naya? I mean, Sabrina and Pia definitely do a lot of the admin stuff. I actually have a, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I actually have a day job that I'm still managing. Oh, you can say so, that. Yeah, I have a day job, so that's pretty demanding. I work in educational publishing uh -huh. so as, as an editor. So I, my, my you know, that's She's amazing. She Daniel Ponder. To... Daniel Ponder, as you might know, was a she was an attorney, attorney right? For so yeah. long. Yeah. Listen to my interview with Daniel Ponder say... from that I did at Newport. It was we got along so well. Love it was her. really great. I love her so much. She's, She's so also much from fun. Rochester. <laughs> Pardon me? From Rochester? Yeah. 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 yeah I will yeah, just yeah. say though, just to give Naya some massive props, she is an inspiration to me because talk about time management as well. She has really bust her ass. And if you'll be in the tour van driving through these long drives when everyone else is kind of getting a little nap in or something, mm -hmm. and Naya's just constantly working, mm -hmm. it's the headphones in and she's, you know, and, she, and then that's it. She'll work solidly a whole work day. And then by the time work is over, it's time to just, she doesn't really get a minute. She has to just go straight into hair and makeup and get ready for the stage and perform and then be up really early the next morning doing the same thing so yep. you know it's like it's a lot of work but wow, that's I amazing Naya. good job believe, holy shit yeah i mean i have no choice you know right now i have no choice i gotta do both right now and i there's you know i i take every day and i say you know what it's gonna work because this is yeah. a priority and this and and i gotta do this because yeah. of whatever reason but you know i have to make it work so i just Whatever I have to do. Do you kind of like the, <laughs> the educational stuff? Now? I do. I yeah. I do. I feel like it, it gives me a lot of purpose. I'm, you know, developing um, children's textbooks for reading, and I'm, you know, um, amazing. So, you know, I feel like that's a wonderful thing to be doing is teaching little kids how to read. So I feel yeah. I feel very proud. I feel very proud of that. So who's um, I talking to? Valerie June is in education yeah. and writing books and is on like Her this presidential. So yeah. She's uh, got like three books. Yeah. I just bought one of them for my god, my little goddaughter. I mean, I'm calling her my, she's my unofficial goddaughter, yeah. but they came to visit you call us her in her whatever Nashville. you want. Yeah. Yeah. They came to visit <laughs> us. In Nashville, um, um, we played at uh, Third Man Records, and that's Jack White's main office. Yep, yep. It's amazing. And she's so Third savvy, this little girl. Is she Third was Man. On. Yeah. Yeah. She's so savvy, this little girl, because um, everyone has to dress in yellow and black. You know, that's <sighs> the Third Man colors. She walks in with her... Um, Big bird. A little bumblebee outfit or <laughs> oh, something. Yeah. A big giant yellow big bird. She fit right in and we gave her the Jack Valerie June book and she just loved it. it was oh, just... Aww, I'll have to read it. Yeah, check them out. I forget the titles. but oh, She gets her banjolele. Um, oh, the banjolele um, one. Um, yeah, the banjolele so had a name too. I forgot. And I just I just Is talked it? to her bumbershoot in Seattle over the summer and she brought out the 
banjo Lele at the set, and that was it's really she's oh, she's so wonderful. She's so cool. She? She's so much fun. Yeah, we saw her play at um at Hardly Strictly this summer. We were oh, on cool. the same stage. Uh, yeah, okay. she's super cool, super yeah. super talented and cool. Oh, so great! Really interesting. Yeah, performer. Um, okay, so then. Uh, you go to the, let's say, not to mix metaphors, but the Shishi uh, Hollywood Bowl. That's got to be a little bit different than lugging your stuff across the field <laughs> to Glastonbury, probably. I would assume well, so. I would hope so, at least. How did that go? There's you, a bit of a horror story about getting there, actually. <laughs> about getting to LA or the Hollywood? Getting to Hollywood Bowl, because um, we were in Portland, Oregon, and we'd just done Pickathon, which was amazing, oh, by the yeah, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're just like reeling from Pickathon, having the best time, and then we get a flat tire. Oh, so shit. we're like, oh, that's annoying, but okay, it's a flat tire. Anyway, what we didn't realize is that um, <laughs> the spare tire that we put on, you've got to change the lug nuts. And you can't use the same lug nuts. And so that's bizarre. We, I've hadn't heard, I've never heard of that. Usually they have those. Yeah. Just for Mercedes Sprinters. That's the the rule for the mm. Mercedes Sprinter. Anyway, and so we put the wheel on and we were feeling really proud of ourselves that we'd managed to do all of this without AA's arrival. We did it ourselves, actually with the help of state troopers. Triple triple A. um, You needed AA. Triple A, not AA. We were drinking way too much, so we called AA to help us change the tire. No wonder they thought the lug and lats were different. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, caveat. Is that we call it AA in England? All okay, right, well, so still doesn't it, it doesn't make this any less funny. So, but I get I got you. It's triple A here. <laughs> um, anyway, the lug nut stripped the the blooming thing, yeah. and within two minutes, that we now no longer could put any tire on this thing, and that's it. Then the van's redundant. It's costing us a fortune to fix it. But more importantly, oh. how the hell are we going to get to the bowl? Because we've got two days left, and it's Friday. No, no, afternoon. no. This was Saturday. We had to be at the bowl in in less than like the next day. Hours. The next yeah. day. Sorry. Yeah, the next. With day, the gear me. that was with us, like yeah, was- and it's four o'clock so everything's closed and we're frantically trying to call and see if there's anything i'm I'm glad i asked about the hollywood bowl let's go nothing was available and we're all half the band are just sitting there shell shocked and the other half band are calling around furiously and just no it's just no it's just us like troubleshooting (laughs) let's be real everybody else is sitting sitting around being like what do we do yeah okay i'm trying to be nice but it's true (laughs) Uh, and so then we're like okay let's call everyone we know nothing still comes back and how often does that happen you call everyone you know and nothing comes back and people are saying i'm gonna try did you when you called and left a message for people did you tell them you were stranded that had a flat because maybe they weren't calling you back on purpose oh no everyone knew the drama because that's how you get help right sos really loud yeah yeah and um send up a single signal fire yeah Uh, exactly yeah so anyway so finally we find out that there's two u-haul trucks and it's there. They're about half an hour away, and they're and we're like, great, we'll just have to go in two U-Hauls. Yeah. And they tell us that they're three seaters, and there's six of us at that time. Luckily, one of the other bandmates had flown, because um, otherwise we would have been really screwed. And right. so we get to the U-Haul, and the uh, how do we get to the U-Haul? We call an Uber. Anyway, we're <laughs> we're in the Uber, and we're like lamenting and panicking. And this guy goes, you know, I used to be a retired truck driver. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we haven't got time to this. And then we're like, hang on a minute, what is he saying? And he goes, 
I could get you kids to the bowl. (laughs) (laughs) And Steve saved the day. And luckily he had, because when we got to the U-Haul thing, they actually only had one U-Haul available. So the rest of us had to cram in his sweet, bless his heart, you know, in his little car. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) To grab the instruments and gear that we could and shove it in the back of the U-Haul. And off we went, smushed. And we made it with literally just like half an hour Okay, so any any like aspiring bands that are out there that want to tour next summer with Say Shishi, <laughs> this is this kind of shit that's gonna go down. Listen, we like to live on the edge, okay? <laughs> not that this is not happening to other bands, of course, but this is, these are good stories. Sure. You made it to, so how was the set? What was the bowl like? You know, it was this so is amazing. amazing. By the way, Steve was like literally in heaven, just like he was on side stage and just, you know, like loving life, which was so fun for oh, us. I bet, right? But, um, but yeah. saying it was like something out of 60 feet from stardom or whatever. What's, what's oh, that yeah, 20 with? feet from start. Yeah. Yeah, the one about the backing vocalist yeah that documentary that's, that's an amazing documentary it is amazing but also one. there was the other one that's um what's the other one with goldie horn's daughter kate oh kate hudson kate hudson i mean almost famous oh. almost famous or something almost one famous. of my favorite movies of all time yeah <laughs> yeah that's the one yeah i'm bad at the movie's name sorry but yeah but right. he, he kept still, saying that and- still water it was the band he was so lucky because we were so lucky, sorry, because his family were all in Hawaii. The kids had gone with their grandma, you know, yeah. and the grandma didn't, it was, you know, the his partner's, ex-partner's family. Gotcha. So that she, he wasn't invited, but otherwise. <laughs> oh, so yeah, but he's, no he, he, he called, it. you know, he called them up and like was live FaceTime, like was like FaceTime. Oh, yeah. The show no, it, it, so, yeah. Look what I'm doing. Well, you fuckers, you, know, you didn't invite me to come out to Florida. This way. <laughs> Totally. I think it was a, an I met these girls adventure. and they asked me to come onto the stage with them, and here I yeah. am. We're partying yeah. tonight. It was really sweet. <laughs> Genuinely, a sweet guy though. He was so sweet yeah. and very straight and very kind. But he actually loved his girlfriend, and he was like, "I miss that." Yeah. So this is that'll help. You know, he was just like a really good Samaritan. And of mm. course, we gave him a shout out on the stage from the balls. So I'm sure he was. Like, oh, you did. That's so cool. We did. That's awesome. Had to man. That you takes. Got to, that makes us a next man. level story. You know, no, he's dining had, out on this story oh, yeah. forever. We had, we, had, we had the best time, though, because we got, you know, we got to go up on stage in Chicago Batman and sang, yeah. you know, a couple of their old songs and some oh, of their cool. new ones, which, yeah. um, you know, was really fun. And then, of course, just being able to watch Portugal, the man from the audience was incredible. So they, we, uh, we had a, what a an amazing spectacular night. live performance is Portugal. Yeah. Right? Oh, and such spectacular wow. people, too. They are such good humans you know they have their foundation um lords of portland foundation and um portugal the man foundation mm-hmm. they do a lot of really good work um and you know they're sort of i i, I met them years and years ago because mm-hmm. um from the back backing singing which kind of batman they had opened for them for a couple of shows uh, okay um many moons ago and yeah. just stayed in touch with these guys because they're so interesting and inspiring and what they've done and their story and why, how they've kind of treated each other is really Mm -hmm. special and Mm -hmm. made a lot of accommodations. And um, I just really respect and appreciate them as humans. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I love what you did is um, for the new album was recorded it live to, to tape, not only like live to tape, but just recording it live in one room in a studio, each track. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Whose idea was that? (laughs) 
it's all of us really. I yeah. mean, we just well, that's have... how Sergio operates, isn't it? That's like how he. Well, that's how he chose Sergio too, because we only record to tape, really. But oh, really? Like, oh, okay. He, yeah, it was just the warmth of it. You know, even before that, we were working with Joey um, Crispiano from mm-hmm. the Duck Kings, and we recorded Prism on the first tape machine that Gabe Roth started Daptone with. And, oh, wow! Um, I think I think he. I think he owed Joey some money for for a, a record he worked for him on, and he said, "Hey, do you want to take the tape machine as part of the pay?" And Joey was thrilled to do that. And huh. lucky us, we were the first customers, and he was still figuring things out. But he did an, a stellar job, um, you well, know. Getting yeah, yeah, not only recording the tape, but just doing it live. Nice. You know, gives it that real that real live vibe. You know, that takes it to like another level. Right, that's the band, of course. You know, like yeah. that's the beauty of playing with such incredible musicians and we're so lucky to have the guys that we work with you know they've played music together in other project called Orgone for years mm-hmm. Dan and Sergio started a band together when they were still in high school wow. so one of them was 15 and the other one was 19 so they're bringing all their lovely rich history of of um the communication that comes through music without words, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. And then we have our, you know, 10 years of camaraderie and friendship as well. And that thing, or not quite 10, but you know, that, that <laughs> bond that we had. And I feel like that, that synergy together, I've said this before and it is kind of, maybe it sounds cheesy, but I do think it's true. It's like, it was like meeting your cousins. <laughs> like you don't really know them, but you already know you love them. In sort of family extent. Yeah, yeah, like somehow you guys were meant to have met each other or something like that. And are these the same guys that are going out on the road with you as your as your as your touring band? Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. And so you're doing um you got a couple dates left in December, and then you got a West Coast and California dates in February. Um that'll be fun. And then you're in Europe in March doing all kinds. You guys are tripping around springtime. Spring yeah, time, he is, he is mom's going to be freaking sick of us by uh, the end well, of the year. Well, she's actually, no, no, she's clever. <laughs> she's got it down. What she does is she stays for one show and then she goes on holiday to Greece or wherever she, she's going to She has there. got it down. Hasn't and she, she goes, you guys t- keep the house because I can't be bothered watching the mess that happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we take over. No no joke. Right. But, so yeah. mom, mom like opens up the door, lets you guys in, get you situated, <laughs> yeah. and then she bails. Yeah, <laughs> perfect scenario. But she does not leave yeah. without a massive Indian feast, which we all just oh, yes. Yes, crave. Oh god, you guys are so making me much. hungry right now. I have I know. dinner. Uh, <laughs> oh, I gotta get prepped for cut. this because I'm going to London for the, like the middle weekend in December on my way to Rome, Italy, where I'm gonna. Nice. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. So okay, I'll schedule you in with my mom then. I'll schedule you in with my mom for a meal. Okay, that'd be great. Please do, please do that. I'm in. I'm in. One hundred percent. Very seriously, Josh. So much so, she has her own Instagram following and her own little cooking Instagram. And there was a point in the band's history where I think she had like three thousand more followers than us. <laughs> she oh was shit! Like, That's you not should good. let me run your Instagram and you know, just look at each other like, uh, yeah, no, I don't. Just stick to it. cooking, mom. <laughs> What's her Instagram? What is it? <laughs> oh gosh, I'm going to tell you now. It's two mamas cooking. <laughs> two like T W like the number. Or? Yeah, like the number T-W-O. two. It, it's 
it's hilarious that it's still called that because she started it with my godmother. Um, uh, you know, they raised us together, our two mums. So we call them the two mamas. Yeah. Um, but my godmother, you know, who had restaurants for years, my godmother bailed on her. <laughs> she never changed the name. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, you know, if it's a, you know, you don't want to change the name and you, like, you lose your audience and stuff. It makes sense to exactly. me. You know? Yeah. Well, it's been so much fun. <laughs> it has. Thanks so much to all three. I did. Ex- I, you know, like, I you, came Josh. into this, and I just love. I I'm really happy that you that I was able to laugh so much with all three of you. And um, Aww, same. Love your music and love what you do, and uh, in so many different ways, you know. So it was Aww, such a so you. so great to meet y'all, Naya, Pia, and Sabrina. I hope to. Uh, I hope to be able to come out to a show and see you at some point. You come back through the Midwest or somewhere. I'm sure that we're going to connect another time and I get to hear the amazing vibes live and a venue near me or not near me or anywhere. All I got to do yeah, is Yeah, we'd love that. Yeah. Love to and spend a bit more time with you. And I'm excited to dig in. I, I love that you also interview other people in the business and it isn't just like the artist and it's, you know, sometimes the sound engineer. Or, yeah, there's a couple you know, of those in there. Houses. Yeah, I'm going to try to get some people on this new season that I just started in in beginning of this month. Um, we're going to get oh, some. Oh, well, if you want to talk to any of our crew, we our front of house in particular, DJ, he's just so amazing. And he's a, an old friend of ours and we've known him for years. Mm-hmm. And he was working with Janelle Monet and so many incredible artists. Oh, wow. Matisse and and he's kind of given up some serious gigs to come on the road with us and help us because he's just believed in us for years and he's always said when you're ready you let me know and uh-huh. it has taken a while but finally we called him you and let said, him know. you know what we're ready it's time we need your help <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's incredible to watch him work and he's also um teaching um as a professor um at berkeley for a course and so some some of our uh sound checks he's managed to call in the students and he gets us all set up on the screen and they watch our sound check oh that's cool yeah it's just amazing and he's he's a pro and knows how to do things in a big crew but also knows how to do things you know very much himself and cool well ask him he's to also fo- hilarious he's also really funny and, he's funny and oh fun i hate funny people don't fun hang <laughs> so i think you would Clearly definitely i hate laughing <laughs> 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 um, we'll have him reach out and follow Roadcase on Insta, and I'll see the name, and we'll follow, follow him back, and we'll figure it out. Cool. Okay, great. Cool. He's not on Instagram, but we'll definitely put right. you in touch. That'd That's be great. Fair. That'd be great. Thanks to y'all. Thanks so much for being on Roadcase. It was really awesome pleasure. Pleasure. Say she she. And I also, God, I forgot about giving a shout out to the whole Nile Rogers. Say she can say she she, and all those kind of fun wordplays. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome stuff. That's awesome stuff. It's never too late, Josh. Yes, it's never, it's too, never late. too late. Just always the say. The editing it. tool is incredible, Just isn't it? Say what you say. What 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 you have to say. Why you know? Anyway. Thanks so much well, for being here. <laughs> it's just Thank you for having us, Josh. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's really you're welcome. Fun. Thanks for being here. Yeah, Cheers. Cheers, Josh. Okay, that was say. She, she, uh, Sabrina, Naya, and P. 
Pia. I just loved uh, hanging out with these women for an hour. Uh, I just love their vibe, uh, the banter, their uh, supportive yet uh, fun needling of one another and of me at times. Uh, so I had a great time. Um, I hope I spread it out enough to uh, to get a real sense of uh, who each of uh, who each of these women are. And uh, it was just really, uh, really cool interview. Um, I love that they're a band with uh, a higher purpose. Um, they really feel like they have a responsibility to younger generations. And I just, I, I, I really love that, that there's um, some kind of another level of what they're, uh, what they're doing uh, in addition to the music or using the music to bring their own message uh, to their, to their fans, to, um, to their audience during their live performances. Um, their social activism is really inspiring. We talked about the song Norma that was written in the wake of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. It talks about reproductive rights, with which I uh, 1,000% support for all women. Um, so I really, really love that. They also uh, talked about gun. Con- they talk about gun control in another uh, song, as well as uh, climate change, as well. And they've donated money and proceeds from those songs to the appropriate uh, organizations that can help support those causes. So I really applaud them for that. Uh, they're going on a West Coast run that starts up just in February with uh, several dates out in California. Then they're headed over to the UK, and they have tons of European dates. They've really got almost a full plate already. Ready for 2024. Um, they're going to be at Bottle Rock in Napa Valley in California at the end of May. And of course, Bonnaroo just announced their lineup and Say Shishi will be performing at Bonnaroo. And I guarantee you, minds will be blown. Uh, so psyched to have had uh, these amazing women, Naya, Pia, and Sabrina on the show for this episode. Got tons of episodes coming up for what's going to be an amazing year for Road K. Uh, of course, uh, typical long form interviews and longer interviews with individual artists and others in the industry. And this summer, I'll be headed off on the road again to do live in-person interviews at uh, festivals across the country. So I'm looking forward to bringing you all of those. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram. We're at Pod. And uh, please also follow Roadcase on the listening platform that you're listening to on, that you're listening to Roadcase on right now. Uh, really appreciate that. So, so glad that you were here for this one. I want to send a special thank you and shout out to Say Shishi, Naya, Pia, and Sabrina for being here on this episode of Roadcase. Thanks again so much for listening. And I'd like to encourage everyone to get involved with Roadcase. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can email me at info at roadcasepod.com with questions, comments, and even suggestions for guests. Or you can follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at Roadcase Pod. And we have a YouTube channel called Roadcase Podcast. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you could please rate and review the podcast while you're there, that would be great. So I want to thank Waltzer for this awesome theme music that we have. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Roadcase. We have a lot of great episodes coming up, so I'll see you on down the road. <laughs> <laughs>